Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle call. Middle call. Middle call. Heavy hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Haberman and Middle Call. It is Monday afternoon. I'm Guy, and that's John. Hey! Don't forget, get in the Haberman and Middle Call mailbag. You go to our Apple podcast page. You leave us a five-star review. In that review, you ask a question. That is how you get in the next edition of the Ham Mailbag, and it helps the show, so we appreciate you doing that very much. Do it and do it now. Also, check out the YouTube channel where you can watch most of this show. Um, Haberman Middlecoff on YouTube. Actually, you can actually type in. Nobody ever does this, but YouTube.com slash at HamPod will get you to the channel. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hadn't said it out loud before. Uh, but now that I did, it does feel like a lot. Yeah, come on. But uh, go there and subscribe. So, so I saw Google is uh, some of their employees. They're cutting costs, and one of the things was uh, staplers. Getting rid of staplers. That's always a. Uh, that's got to be a big uh, cost cutting move. Yeah, staplers. I mean, less paper, more digital. What does a stapler company pivot to? You think? I remember Bobby Wigington, who uh, I lived UBS. with, friend of mine, friend of yours told me definitely before I moved out. So this would have been 2012 ish. He was going paperless just ahead of his time. You know, yeah. just, I want to go 100% digital. You speaking uh, bills speaking just his life. You know, I don't know if he accomplished that feat, but cause I haven't, 
He was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. Good for him. We're going back to the moon. I don't know if you saw that. Who? Like I've, Bezos or like uh, astronauts? Na- NASA's going to the moon. What's the game plan up there? Just check it out? or? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Play a pickup basketball game. Haven't <laughs> been there in a while? 50 years. Wonder I don't know if you've changed. noticed the, the final four, the women's, if you saw the highlights, that was in, I mean, the men's final four. Wait, which one's in Dallas? The women's final four? The men's final four. Which one's men's in, in Men's in Houston. Yeah, men's in Houston. Women's are in Dallas, uh, I think. Anyway, the men, if you notice, like the, it's like NASA font on the baseline. On Are the they spending some tournament. advertising dollars? Should we shoot I, them a DM? I, a, <laughs> I've heard NASA on a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> hey, guys. Quick message from NASA. I was Neil Armstrong probably like fourth, fifth-ish grade for like a Halloween event at Pioneer Elementary. I remember my cousin Mark gave me his Davis Blue Devils, I think, JV helmet, and I wore it, and I pretended to be Neil Armstrong. Uh, who I'm pretty sure was on that first crew that landed on the moon back when NASA, you know, ast- astronauts, <laughs> just like, you know, once upon a time, our track athletes, it's it's funny how things change, right? Like an astronaut used to be like Michael Jordan. And then like the seventies, like Bruce Jenner was like LeBron James. And yeah, then like in the eighties, yeah. it was like Mike Tyson. And you just, you just never know what's coming. Yeah. Now it's gamers, YouTubers. Yeah. It's like Jake Paul, you know? Do you think if you had been the third astronaut who didn't get to walk on the moon, that would haunt you? You know, moon mission, 69, it's Neil, it's Buzz Aldrin, they got to go on the moon. But then the third guy had to, like, hold down the fort. Know, yeah, keep, keep the thing parked. Keep the engine running. <laughs> yeah, I guess because part of it is, like, if you're going to go on the trip. Like, right. to me, I think our generation... We are like when you see uh, who's the guy that owns the sweet airline that owns all the Virgin, Virgin Airlines. Yeah, that guy, uh, Bezos, you know, they're just obsessed with space. That generation, like, I have zero. Like, I, I honestly, I, I'm hit or miss with, like the ocean, let alone like go to space. But you don't no. go to Hawaii and stay on the beach, you know, you dip your toe at least once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, I just, I don't quite get it. But if you are going to go on the trip, you might as well take in what like the moon feels like, right? The heart to me, if you knew ahead of time, like, hey, you know, like, um, let's say you're cast in a big hit show, but they told you up front you're going to get killed in episode two, it would suck then to watch the show take off and be the, you know, the most popular show or whatever. But at least you knew going in, you weren't like, hey, just heads up, we need a third non-moonwalk member of this crew and that's going to be you so you know going in but i think it'd be hard like you know cocktail party or something and like oh hey meet uh meet uh meet the astronaut meet the other astronaut guy oh what have I you done con- i think well, i was con- on the moon mission <laughs> oh did you walk I- on the moon no but i watched the other two guys yeah but i think you kind of know you know going into the mission what your role is on the team right things change like if shit hits the fan you might have yes, to sir. jump out like Right. The guy at Ground Zero, Tom Hanks in Apollo 13, is telling you, stay in. And you're like, he's tripped. He can't get up. And you have to go, right? Yeah, yeah. There's always the guy, like, you're watching a movie about the SEALs or some army mission that wasn't supposed to be maybe at the front lines, but then his shit hits the fan, and he has to take off and go handle some stuff. 
Right. But that didn't happen. This guy just stayed in the cockpit or whatever. Yeah, Neil Armstrong's the, the guy everyone dresses up for at Halloween. No one even That's knows right. this guy's name. Buzz Aldrin, and then the third guy. Yeah, it sucks. But he'd get to go. He landed the thing on the moon, I guess. It's pre-picked, you know, pre-cell like cell phone pictures, too, so it's not even that great of pictures. <laughs> Which, actually, you could argue, like, oh, that's actually me over there hitting that golf ball. If you want something to watch. Yeah, hit me. That that Waco documentary on Netflix that I'm sure. Is it a doc or is it just the part two of that show that came out a few years ago? The show that act. came out a first year ago, a couple years ago, with like Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Yes, yeah. Is it, this that? This, no, this is documentary, oh, real wow. life. The HRT ATF, it, the ATF, the 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 HRT, uh, the FBI's, the the, the dude that, response uh, team. The local news guy that was at the front lines who didn't even quite realize what he was getting into. It's okay. I can't wait to watch that. I just started rock. season four of Ozark this weekend. So I thought it kind of. I stopped. I, I bailed on the show, but I've been brought back to it and I'm enjoying it. I need a new show, to be honest with you. Uh, Jeremy Renner's show is pretty good. What's that, Paramount? Jeremy Renner, by the way, recovering. So, T's and P's. He got fucking run over by the uh, snowplow. Oh, he wasn't driving a little snowmobile thing? He, from what I know from some Tahoe residents, that I think he has a pretty big compound up there, and I think he owns his own snowplow. Yeah. And was snow plowing. Obviously, they have got historic amount of snow this right. year. And maybe like his road was cleaning it out. And someone was either stopped or stuck. I think he got out to help him. Maybe he didn't put it in park. or I, I don't know exactly what happened, but the thing ran him over. Oh. Obviously, very lucky to be alive. Yeah. Wow. Jeremy Renner. Big Niner Chico, fan. Chico State guy. Big Purdy guy. I don't think he went to Chico State, but I think he grew up in that area. Mayoko. Mark, Mark Davis. Davis. Yeah. And uh, somebody at every party who has weed. <laughs> yeah. Or harder drugs. Or harder drugs now. <laughs> yeah. John, another day, another Brock Purdy story. The national media has uh, realized, they realized a couple, maybe two years ago, that the 49ers quarterback situation is uh, good for business. Um, and so they've had these conversations a lot. I think that's why it's interesting. Breer, Silver, any of these guys, Peter King. They've been around the Niners organization quite a bit over the years talking about this topic. And so it's kind of well-oiled when Breer texts somebody or Schefter or whoever that this is a conversation they've had a lot. So when Breer writes today this in the MMQB, among other things, but he wrote this, the Niners are hanging on to Brock Purdy's name first on the depth chart and are willing to do it even with his medical situation. It's very much indicative of where they stand. And with what's ahead, it makes sense for them to just allow for the situation with the other two quarterbacks, Trey Lance and Sam Donald, to play out. That's part of it, not all of it, but what do you think of what Breer wrote today about Brock Purdy? Well, I think part of it is he was on the ground floor at the Biltmore at the owners' meetings when uh, when Jed, John, and Kyle were just pretty open and talking, just as all these teams were. I mean, there's a lot of storylines that come out of that event because the heavy hitters, the people that have known these guys for a long time, including you know, the local reporters that know these guys get to talk to them in, in a little more of a laid back situation where you can have a cocktail with the guy and you can interact with them where they're not in front of said media on a Wednesday leading into week four, right? It's just, it's completely different. I think the combine falls under the same category. 
when you have conviction on a player that's on your team, especially early on, like in the first couple of years of a guy, I think you're banking it obviously on the way the guy plays. This is a production-based business. But also what you see of him Monday through Saturday, his work ethic, his study habits, his practice habits, uh, his, you know, it's different for a coach, right? The players judge you as a teammate. I I do think the coaches judge you how you interact with your teammates. And, you know, a team like the 49ers, he's so just in tune with his top guys, getting a vibe for this guy. So I think when they have, quote-unquote, conviction on this player moving forward, it's a lot different than a lot of guys, especially high in the draft. Whoever gets picked, that GM and coach are going to come out and be happy on draft night. (laughs) You know, the draft video of Dan Campbell and his GM chest bumping or, you know, Howie Roseman landed whoever at number 10 or John Schneider or whoever. There's just a lot of, there are a lot of variables that you cannot know for sure. These are educated guesses where once a guy's on your team and the reason like players throughout the league, when they get extended after their third or fourth year, you're basing that on information, tangible information that you have as a coach, as a GM, as a team. And while his sample size is clearly much smaller than a guy who's got to start every game, I, I do think it's enough of a sample size for, remember, it wasn't, you know, their first year, they had a five-game sample size with Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I would say over the course of his career, he probably wasn't as consistently good as that five-gamer. But for the most part, he gave them, when he was playing, some stability at the position that was better than over half the league and given how talented their team was. It was, it was more than, quote-unquote, adequate or whatever for them, right? John, it was, if you just judge it in the window that it was, it was elite. I mean, more than adequate. Like, the the question with Brock Purdy is not, will he be that guy again? Only because that level of play almost feels too ridiculous to maintain. It's just, is he somewhere close to that guy? Or at least, is he that guy? And then statistically, things will even themselves out over time. But yeah, adequate would be an understatement. I mean, it was incredible. It was an incredible level of quarterback play. Yeah, I just think when you are going all in on a guy, whether you're going to name him your starting quarterback, whether you're going to pay a guy, you just want when he's on the field to feel pretty good about his level of play. And with Purdy, like he has a long way to go, right? With a lot of quarterbacks in the league, like the Chargers, uh, you know, obviously I, I would even put the Eagles... Like, is he just going to be an MVP-level player moving forward? Well, I think we all have to acknowledge he's really good. I mean, he's got a unique skill set, but is, like, that his level, what we saw in the Super Bowl? Is he rattling off 90% of his time is going to look like that, and he's just going to be consistently a top three or four quarterback? Because if so, there is no amount of money you can pay the guy and not hesitate. Like, Aaron Judge, is he just proving when he's on the field he's the best player in in the big leagues, him or Otani? Because if that's the case, as long as he's healthy – that contract, they wouldn't even hesitate. Like, that's 100% an easy contract to give the guy. He's going to have an MVP level for the next three or four years. And with Purdy, you But they'll still be like, paying it in year 7, 8, 9, 10. True right. that, and that's what makes baseball a lot different than football. But if Brock Purdy can just give them that level of play for the next three years until they have to figure out a contract, 49ers are in very, very good shape. Yeah, great shape. They, that's ex- quarterback extension shape, right? I mean, we're talking you, you, you extend a guy playing at the level that he's playing and maybe you do it really quickly. Um, one thing I wonder, I went back and looked, 
you know, you, you remember this and this is what this conversation started making me thinking is like, we've got quotes from what the players say on the record, but you know, some of the stuff that they say about Brock is stuff. If Trey was the starter, they said about Trey. And if Jimmy's the starter, they say about Jimmy. Remember last year, the player vote. Remember how many captains the Niners had last year? Uh, I don't remember Tom Sula had about 75. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was under 10, seven close six, six. And I think the way Shanahan painted it was Trey just finished outside of the top six, seventh in the voting. Right now that happened in early September, early September, Jimmy Garoppolo returned to the Niners in late August. And remember Jimmy, when he was their quarterback, had a C on their chest. So I, you know, I'd wonder if Garoppolo was long gone, maybe, maybe Trey Lance gets the captainship. Maybe it's harder for those guys when they see Jimmy staying on the team. They're obviously removing Jimmy's captain because they kind of have to, but you know, you can't vote for Jimmy. Not not allowed to be be a captain when you demand a trade allegedly through a reporter in the off season. You know, Debo just on the outside looking in, you do wonder if Debo is going to get a spot or if Shanahan, you know, Jimmy Ward is the only spot that's open. Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Jimmy Ward, Nick Bosa were, were the captains last year. So, you know, early September rolls around. I do wonder what the players will vote because based could on. See, could see if he's a super locked in non-fuck around guy, Hargrave immediately just being sweet. Hargrave? Yeah, I, I don't know enough about, like, the guy beside him being an ass-kicker player, but if he's just, from what I've heard, no nonsense, just kick ass, like, you sometimes just get votes. Like, I, I don't think Trent's some big rah-rah guy, but hey, were you going to not vote him the captain? If it's pretty clear, Debo, like, Hargrave's a top-five player on the team. What about Debo and or Ayuk? You know, it's, in fairness to receivers, you know, beside, like, Jerry Rice, it's not really a captain position. <laughs> I wonder if Brock Larry Fitzgerald, get a maybe, based on the way he played last year. Like, if you told me Brock was never health uh, hurt, I'd say Brock's going to get a C on his chest when this season starts. Would you agree? With, if 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 the season had ended, whatever. Let's just stop your knowledge of the season. You went into a coma in the first quarter of the Eagles 49ers game, and then you wake up today not knowing anything. And somebody asked, "Do you think they'll vote Brock a captain?" Would you say yes, based on yes. the way he played last year? Yes. So, you know, the question I've got reading and that. And R- Rosillo's done this too. I think like beside three or four a year, every court starting quarterback is usually the captain. Like yeah. the captain. Right. It was rare. Right. Like the 49ers That's right. were a rarity last That's right. season. That's right. So I, you know, it'll be interesting if he's kind of banged up or he's not 100% not banged up. If he's not 100% back, but you know he's going to be back week two, but he's not going to be your week one starter. Does Brock Purdy get voted the captain by his teammates? Hard to see. It'd be pretty nuts if he doesn't practice all training camp and he's a captain. Like I'd say that'd be pretty telling of just the way people think of him, and that reflects why Kyle Shanahan and the front office, and mainly Kyle Shanahan, not that the front office isn't behind him, but like he's leading that charge uh, of this sentiment. Like I, I don't think Breer writes this if that's the sentiment of like the scouts, not the coaches. Like this is a coach-led sentiment. You're sor- probably- your source guessing Breer. Yeah, reiterated. Well, I just think that like Kyle is that you have to know where Kyle stands to to say what the 49ers feel is on but the Breer wrote today. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it to me, if he were a captain with let's just put it at two or three practices, like that'd be insane. 
in sense of like this guy's going nowhere right it'd be, but it'd be but it'd be but it'd be under it'd be insane because but it's understandable based on what because what he did last year was insane right in, insane in the sense that like that's pretty telling like how fast that he gained equity in this locker room yeah to go from mr irrelevant to being a captain after you spent all offseason in a sling slash brace slash robotic because, arm because one thing even Breer wrote this and i think the 49ers definitely kyle wanted to pump the brakes as, as john lynch said uh you know basically august 1st and kyle's like week four so i mean their timelines were two months differentiating from each other uh there's still and I, I think brock i saw some quotes local radio i think down in tucson you must have like, a friend maybe hosting a show no no, no. uh Manuch is his like personal qb coach Manuch oh, is like a high school yeah uh i've been on a show before talking like tactical football have you met him <laughs> in person i've not met him in person no but he seems like a really nice guy but he I'd trains a bunch of high talk to Manuch. yeah we should talk to Manuch. <laughs> uh so yeah, that makes sense that he, he just said that because even Brock was like, no one really knows until this we get this off and we start throwing, which is, you know, common sense, right? No one knows. There's yeah. no you're in a sling. You're in a brace. You have a broken foot. Like uh, until you take the apparatus, the cast, the, the sling, you, you until don't the stitches know. come out. Right. Yeah. Make sure there's no infection. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it's a good get by Manuge. It was because there was like uh, he's like it popped up in my YouTube feed, and he's like, uh, "No, see, see you back out there soon, Brock." You know, like he works Brock out. He's like Brock's, you know, it's Brock and whoever else. I don't Tyler Shuck. I don't know. Probably. Well, Brock probably you know this morning was at whatever facility in Chandler, Arizona, next to like three former first round picks working their elbows. You know, he's like this. <laughs> Yeah, probably the smallest guy in there, right? Because most of these DeGrom. pitchers now are like six four. <laughs> M. Degrom, you Darvish, Bumgarner. She Bumgarner gets sent back. Got sent back to the minors? No, no, no. She got sent back to Arizona from L.A. because had some arm. You know, he gave up a grant. He gave up like two or three bombs the other day to oh Trace Thompson. <laughs> and so they like, ah, he looks tired. Let's send him back to Arizona, which is a little. It's a little early in the season to be worn out. But guys, April third. Yeah, it's, it's a little early. Uh, people have suggested that on in the chat here that uh, Christian McCaffrey might get one of the captaincies, which would make a lot of sense. I feel like he's trending toward a lock. Yes. So I mean, Shanahan might have to, might be there might be more captains on this Niners team this year. Agree. That, that was another thing. We transition to this. You and I text about this because you forwarded me. I don't know if it was SportsCenter. It was a major account on, and you can find this on Twitter. You can find it on Instagram. The brand of Christian McCaffrey, which I would say peaked that last couple years of Stanford when he was competing to be in the Heisman Trophy. Then when he got to the NFL, Cam Newton's his quarterback, and he has like a historic, right? He was the first uh, player to have 100 yards non-quarterback rushing and receiving I forget the exact, but it, it, he was an early on star in the NFL. It was clear, like, God, he's way better than most people thought because people thought it was crazy that he went eighth. So, wasn't it him, Walter Payton, and Roger Craig? Wasn't that, that the thousand thousand club? That, or that like might that? be it. it. It was a small list, and the other two guys, uh, I guess Craig's not technically a Hall of Famer. The greatest running back, many consider that, are Jim Brown and Roger Craig, who a lot of people like argue is like one of the more underappreciated players in NFL history obviously has some rings and was part of one of the great dynasties. 
But then the last couple years of the injuries. Oh, I'm sorry. Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. 1K, 1K, same season. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Marshall's one of definitely, I mean, a Hall of Famer and one of the more versatile players in the league history. Is that McCaffrey's star had just dimmed. And and that happens when you get injured. That happens when you play on a team that sucks. And it's not like he's on the Packers during a down year. I mean, the Panthers are down. Like, they're kind of out of sight, out of mind. And I would say since this trade, he then dominates, right? He was clearly one of the Niners' best players. He was a huge reason that they kept rolling. He was helped Brock Purdy out a lot. He was awesome. But it feels like his star, like his poof, like he's just like, Kittle, Kelsey, DK, AJ, McGaffrey. Like he just talked about like non-quarterback, one of the stars of the league. And that was clearly not happening. Now I follow him on social. He actually is a pretty low-key guy. Like he's not like Kittle is is much closer to like Pat McAfee than he is to some like, I don't know, some low-key player. I think yeah. McAfee, I got a bleacher alert that McAfee was quoted maybe yesterday as saying at WrestleMania or whatever it was that Kittle could be a wrestler when he retires. Or is that, yeah, I think well, those they, two got connected over the weekend. Well, because they were, you know, I don't know, in the ring at WrestleMania together. <laughs> oh, they were in the ring together. Okay. <laughs> I, I avoided that story. I didn't want to see Kittle to sprain an MCL or something. So I'm glad he came out of it okay. Yeah. So I, I McCaffrey's star has just jolted again. I mean, he feels like one of the go-to for social media, for just the way people talk about it. Like, he just feels much more in the vernacular again of talked about like one of the elite players in the biggest league in this country. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think, a large part because he's on the fucking 49ers. Yeah, 100%. And partly the way he get, he gets to do everything, right? Like, I saw a highlight maybe you sent it to me maybe that's how our conversation started somebody put together like you uh, sent me the the him working out and like i saw kittle and a bunch of people were making fun of him for it because well yeah his what was the thing he was doing the high legs and then somebody (laughs) tagged us and said shave it or save it which i said save it on mccaffrey yeah you know he's he's trending though i mean he's yeah it's as you like to say the uh the troops are well well, i'll tell you guys the the worst one going right now and it ain't even close is Kevin Durant. And I would imagine Kevin Durant, like in society, not when the camera's not coming from above, he's yeah. above everybody. Right. But when he plays in the game, guy, it's hideous. Like, I, I'm sorry, Kevin, but it's 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 an awful, awful look. It's patchy. I mean, it's, it's fucking bad. McCaffrey just has your basic bald spot, which grows. I mean, it's not, McCaffrey's not 35 like Kevin. He's 26. So I... Once he's our age, it's clear where he's headed. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could get some. He could. He could uh, go to a, a Turkish uh, resort and come back with a full head of hair easily. Doesn't? I think what's hard isn't his dad have a full head of hair. I think so. Yeah, I feel like some of his brothers do. I, it was he in oh, my yeah, family. Yeah. Oh, I just got great hair. Yeah. See, in my family, everyone was bald, so you just kind of embrace it. <laughs> I can understand the family dynamics if you're like, wait, my dad's has a great head of hair. Some of my brothers have good head of hairs. People are like, well, it's your mom's side. Well, it's like, I, I, so I got screwed with that. You know, my swimmer had that and all my brothers are good. Like it, it would piss you off. Yeah. But, but then we're like Rich Kleiman, who's Katie's man, you know, business partner and looks good. So I don't, yeah, he's been, you know, it's part of the conversation anyway. Um, 
Where were we? Oh, this. You wanted to see this on Brock here. You, you just uh, pulled up the uh, estimated points per uh, play. Points added. Estimated points added per play among rookie quarterbacks from Summer Sports, S-U-M-E-R. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, 2016-2022. Number one, Dax rookie season. Number two, Brock's rookie season. Three, Deshaun Watson. Herbert, then there's kind of a drop-off to Herbert, then another drop-off to Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, then another drop-off to Mayfield, on and on and on. Um, you know, this would represent a, a very excellent rookie season relative to. We've had some really good quarterbacks come in the league the last seven, seven, eight years. You know, they all have gotten good fast. They all haven't been great as rookies, right? Like Josh Allen got good really quickly. He wasn't quote unquote great as a rookie. Obviously Mahomes didn't play as a rookie. Um but Brock got thrown right in there and had one of the you know most impactful rookie seasons from a quarterback we've seen in the last few years. I actually think one thing that parallels a lot those other two guys that he's right between. Remember the Texans had been Dak and Deshaun? Yeah. You know, obviously they were one was a first round pick, the other was a fourth round pick. But remember when Tony Romo was like in shambles and was crying it's because he had been on record. This is the best team I've ever been on going into the season. So when his back broke, he not only knew his career was in jeopardy, but like this was his opportunity to be really good. They're, they had the best line in the league. It's Zeke. You know, he was sweet <laughs> rookie and early on in his career. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jason Witt was still on the team. They, they had good offensive weapons and Deshaun Watson took over for a team. Like what, what have the Texans been missing? They had been like nine, 10 win team with Bill O'Brien competing to like make wild cards. They didn't have a quarterback and their team was good. And like Purdy, he just inherited a good team. Now I would say his team probably top to bottom was the best of like that little trio. And, you know, I would say Kyle, you know, based on resume and in the playoffs, better than Bill O'Brien and definitely better than Jason Garrett. But this is, this was why we pounded the table for Trey Lance. Like it doesn't get any better than this. When you get to take over for a good team, most guys take over for shitty teams. Like what Joe Burrow did in 2020, that team drafted number one overall. And they did not, in 20, did not have Jamar Chase. So, I mean, and their line, I'm pretty sure, was horrendous that year. So, like, in context, if you're going to, you know, try to compare all this stuff, what Joe Burrow's doing is more impressive than what Dak Prescott's doing because his team was fucking horrendous. Or, or even Brock Purdy. But it does shine the light of what Brock Purdy did is why we were so high on, like, God, this is an incredible landing spot for a top-five pick. just turns out that that's, whether it's his fault, not his fault, injury, whatever, it just it was an opportunity that got missed, potentially. Yeah, it's funny, right? Because we've said, oh, God, it, it does. We reevaluate kind of how tough it was for Trey. But then Brock was a rookie and stepped right in. And it worked to his advantage. It did not work to Trey Lance's advantage to be in the situation. Now they both didn't have the same kind of college upbringing, right? And that Brock played a ton of football, like as much football as anybody played in college football in the last three years. And Trey had not, which made them different. You know, they had different needs coming into the league, but it's hard to say, God, I won't ever look at, and you and I have said this, we'll evaluate these situations for young quarterbacks differently even though in the history of time being around better players is never a disadvantage unless you really need to be allowed to make a bunch of mistakes and play freely. Right. Which is kind of the Wiseman 
maybe Trey Lance needed to be allowed to just play freely and make mistakes and not not have the, the amount of pressure that a good team puts on every game and every play. I, I think in life, reps matter. Experience matters. I mean, it's what we hang our hat on as Cal Poly grads. Learn by doing, right? Just the more you do something, especially if you have any quote-unquote talent in that specific niche, you should get better with time, right? Think about, uh, on the flip side of Wiseman, Gary Payton. How many reps did Gary Payton get in his life? I mean, multiple-year starter, four-year guy in college, right? So he played a bunch of college basketball. Then he bounced around forever, like, getting G League. And did he ever – I don't know if he played in Europe, European. I don't think he did. But he was like – he played G League nonstop, games, 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 games. It just is borderline impossible to get better at something by just not playing. And then you get to a point in sports specifically for a team, like – we need you to play now. And if you're not ready, like the way this business works, we just got to find someone who is more ready than you. (laughs) And that's, I think what Breer alluded to last week with a bunch of people of just like the 49ers are no longer in that business of like, seeing what we got, you know, just like the Warriors got to the point with James Wiseman. We're just not in that business. We understand that in five years, this may look foolish, but where we are right now, we're not like, Everyone always tells you with stocks, like long-term, long-term, long-term. Well, what if you need whatever, 50 grand right now? It's just like, you might just need to sell a certain stock. Well, in five years, like that stock could go up 4X. Well, it's like, I needed whatever right now. I didn't have, I didn't have time wasn't on my side. Yeah. Or you might've sold it uh, one year ago, right? Yeah. And at the time you'd be like, God, I hate to have to sell this. And then it worked out within the next 12 months to be a, a blessing that you had to sell it. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. 
Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would say the last time when you specifically look at Kyle has pivoted in a quarterback situation. Now, it's different because there were a lot of rumors at the time that Dan Snyder led the charge for RG3 and that the Shanahan contingent of Kyle and Mike. And Sean and the other Mike (laughs) and and, and the other Matt. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be fascinated to get their opinion. But specifically, I remember in Philly, it was like, Mike and Kyle are in love with this idea, but it's not their choice. But they did allow, like, Dan was like, you can take another quarterback throughout the draft, and they took Kirk. So maybe they're biased to begin with. But they hammered it like, we think this guy was better by, like, year two. 
Now, granted, RG3 got hurt. So once they've had evidence, like over time, they were proven right. And it'd just be fascinating to see if over time, you know, sometimes you get lucky, right? Like, this is why we hammered the no Mac Jones. Like, God, you just can't take him number three. You see Bill Belichick would not commit to him as the starter in Arizona. Like, when being asked about, like, when he was uh, getting back and forth with the different reporters, he just wouldn't do it. He, now, it's not like he said it's an open competition, but he didn't just say Mac Jones is our starter. Mm-hmm. So, it just that draft is not aging well. No. With the exception of the first pick. With the exception of the first pick. And Justin Fields still now has some time to, I would say, improve drastically as a quarterback, but as a throwing quarterback, he can But work. it hasn't aged well. I mean, it's we're still open-minded on him, but... If he'd been the second pick, it would. I think it would feel differently if Fields had been the second or third pick and was playing this way. Agree, but they did trade a first-round pick to move up like 10 spots. No, I'm not saying that there's – I'm just saying it would be even accelerated more if he was the second or third pick that, it, that it's you not You think he gets on. a little bit of a pass being like 10 or 11? I think you know. yeah, I think it's a little pass being 10 or 11. 10 or 11. I think he gets a little pass because there were so, so many people going into the draft said, oh, he's not any good, he's not any good that then there's this like, oh, he's got a shot to prove people wrong kind of energy that circles the argument. And I think that helps it. You don't really the specific knock, and I was a big fan. I, I was pounding the table the Niners should take him at, at three. The knock by true football people and people like internally in the league that questioned was like his ability to process and throw. It's kind of been the knock on him as a player. Just like, is he... NFL quality thrower. Yeah. That's why I always laugh. I bring it up all the time when we talk about the new age of quarterback is mobility. The stiff quarterback is dead. And yet with every mobile quarterback, we're just trying to find a guy that can throw from the pocket still. Right. You have to be able to throw from the pocket, but the mobility has to come because you got, you're running a lot now. Uh, But if you only, if you were a 10 at one skill and a two at the other, give me two mobility, 10 thrower because two thrower and 10 mobility does not last. No, what I really want is like seven thrower, seven mobility. Like, that's awesome, right? That's what you're In going fairness, for. though, the stiff guy doesn't really, the guy that can't move doesn't really exist in college anymore. Uh, Purdue, they'll they'll play that guy. Iowa will play that guy. When right? I, I mean for a quarterback, like, legit prospect in the draft. Like the yeah. Phillip River. Levis the, is mobile. Yeah, much more mobile than, like, the 2,000 quarterback crop of – I guess golf, but for the most part, I, I would say the last 10 years, m- much more mobility in first-round picks than non-mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. It would have been interesting to see, in hindsight now, Trey Lance at, like, a Ohio State or... You know, I mean, C.J. Stroud is mobile, is, like, the right amount of just mobile enough, but he's not Anthony Richardson, right? No. Or Eric Crouch. Yeah, Tommy Frazier. Uh, Scotch on the chat says, uh, that's his name. He says, uh, they will trade Lance, rush Purdy in, get him hurt, go to the lose in the playoffs with Darnold. If you don't like that, you don't like 49er football. <laughs> go Kings. Playoff bound. Three seed, baby. Yeah. I wonder, one thing will be fascinating, if you don't like that, you don't like 49er football, is a Warriors home playoff game and the first Kings home playoff game, I'm fascinated to see the different price points because I, I think it's dramatically cheaper to go to the Kings I, in yeah. theory, but I, I don't yeah. know. I was talking to my dad yesterday because he and, he and my mom are going to the Kings-Warriors game at Golden 1 on Friday. 
Oh, like this coming that, Friday. That's a big one, guy. And well, my dad was like, I hope the game matters. Like, I hope it means something. You know, there's a chance that like everything's kind of figured out by then. And I said, oh, it will 100% mean something. Even if everything's been figured out and you and I have seen this firsthand, like watching, you know, the Giants teams win those World Series, then the Warriors kind of go from, you know, this little engine that could to the powerhouse. It's like there's a year or two window where it doesn't matter. Your team could be, they could have wrapped up their seeds seven weeks ago. And it's just going to be a zoo and a party. And it's going to feel like game one of the world series or the NBA finals or the Super Bowl in there. Cause Kings fans have just been waiting. So just like any chance they get, they're going to want to beat the Warriors so bad in a game that like the starters will both not, no one will play after halftime probably, but it won't matter. Like it'll be, people will be going ape shit in that place. That's so. a good, that's a good game. That's I, I think golden one, just a badass place. Yeah, they did a good job. They did. They did an awesome job. <laughs> they, they did a good job. Yeah. Use, somebody said, Jaron said, use check. Feels like not a football again. <laughs> I wonder how many fullbacks get drafted. What's the, what? uh, how many, how, you mean how many guys wearing 44 from? One thing I heard. Pass catchers wearing 44. It tells you everything to need to know about this game. About like the, the, the changing of college football is historically like the amount of defensive tackles and pat and defensive ends at the combine were relatively similar. Like the, the ratio of maybe there were 45 defensive ends that went to the combine and there were 38 defensive tackles. It was almost two to one, you know, 250 down edge rushers mm-hmm. at the NFL combine. And there were, I think there was like 41, maybe the number was like 45, but it was over 40 edge rushers and there were less than 20 defensive tackles. And then the, the scout I talked to was like, it represents that everything is such a spread out game. These big body guys do not exist in college football anymore. What do they do? Move to offense? No, they just don't. Slim down? Yeah, you just, you know, the bigger guys are like DeForest Buckner. That's their, they're more linear than yeah. the 330-pound guy. But you need those guys in the NFL. Right. And this gets speaks to the quarterback. It's why all these quarterbacks now have to be much more mobile because they're running for their lives. And if you're just stiff, you're probably more likely to pitch. Now, baseball, yeah. Oh, stiff quarterback, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I was telling you actually. But there's... This guy looks like a NFL athlete because he probably could have been. I ran into Jeff Samarja again. Run in, he passed me in a. You think? Think ninety five percent. And I was thinking about saying something like, "Hey, man, you used to live in the Bay." And then I also thought, and this is a weird time in society, where there is a lot of uh, evidence is the wrong way to put it, but just words by me on the internet of talking shit about that human. Even though I had no issue with that human, I just remember watching him play a lot for the Giants, be tweeting, you know, probably talking some shit how he was overrated good. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just a lot of just your classic sports fan on the couch talking some right. shit. Right. It is documented. Uh huh. But it, 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 I don't have anything personal against the guy. And if I saw him, like, hey, man, I just, well, what can I say? You just gave up a lot of home runs. Shark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so, those interactions in society, of just the casual fan that sitting on their couch, like, God, this guy stinks. But then if you meet him, you might like him, you know? 100%. There's no question about it. That's why, you know, the footage of um, it's different because it's a visiting team, but like Anthony Rendon grabbing a guy by the jersey, 
which how did he even get that close and get a hold of his jersey? You know, that's where it gets real, where it's like you're yelling bitch at a guy from the stands. Like, whatever, it's not even real. Like, you know, like you kind of, I think the fan assumes the player just doesn't really pay attention to it because fans must yell all kinds of stupid shit all the time. But Anthony Rendon, you know, he's given the Angels 11 homers for their $100 million. It's like 100? I thought it was like three. Well, so far, he's gotten $100 million. Oh. Uh, You know, he's on edge. <laughs> He's on edge. The Angels already told that there's some guy who normally comes on their pregame show was already, I saw today on the internet, disallowed. He's not allowed to come on because it's an upbeat show and he's too negative. <laughs> it's a, you know, they're on edge. Angels are on edge here early in the season, John. They're, a lot of pressure. But that clip that went viral of Rendon basically grabbing the guy, it looked like by the neck of his collar. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes when those videos go viral, uh, it happens less now at zoos because I think zoos are pretty good. But if you go to one of those zoos that's like, is this really a zoo or is that just a fence with a fucking lion in it? And the guy gets too close and he gets his hand, the, the lion or the gorilla or whatever grabs his hand. And they like, hold ah! on to a toddler. The mom and the, and the gorilla are both holding on, pulling on the toddler. Exactly. And then somehow they rip it out. A lot of times you go, the thing's never going to bite you. Every once in a while, though, like that guy honestly could have just been like, you suck, you suck, you bitch. Just saying half the people just walk on by. I just, I, I, Rendon just had a fucking enough and grabbed the guy. Cause I'm on team Rendon. Like nothing should happen to him. He didn't assault him or anything. I, I think it's fair to say that that guy probably crossed the line. Cause I always have an issue. One thing I'm sure you've seen this go viral like Kyrie Russ, stop kicking people out of the game for saying so you suck. Stupid. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Like, how about this? You get two people kicked out a season as an NBA player, and then you're you're capped. Like even you hit your quota. You know, yeah. especially the guy sitting in the front row on the on the road paying a fucking Google how much NBA tickets cost. Because I looked, I was thinking like, should I go the first round of the Suns if it's Suns Warriors? Holy cannoli. <laughs> that, that guy is paying so much money, he's allowed to heckle you, Russ. Now, if they say something outrageous, which it doesn't feel like, I, I'm sorry, like Kyrie feels like the guy that cried wolf, and he gets people kicked out every game he's on the road. He's pointing at him, out, Russ, same thing. Like, like what, it's what, a my, joke. my thing is like, why doesn't somebody go, no, we're not kicking him out? Like, well, what? I guess the, the, the one that the last Russ, the guy was at Memphis came back. Like, they haven't kicked him out the last two. But they well, did that's the other thing them. on the road. It's like what the, the visiting team's like, this guy's in, his, in your dome? Great. Yeah. I mean, obviously there is a line, but so I don't know what those guys said. I, I wouldn't say I'm team Rendon. I'm also not team fan. To me, that, that scenario just worked out fine. Like I wouldn't punish him, but I wouldn't. Uh, you know, the, he, the, the fan gets nothing either. Like that thing. Th that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. Now the guy who was, what player knocked somebody's hat off the other day? Cause they were heckling him. And then Baseball? the fan. No, might've been a, was it a basketball arena. The fan is like suing for assault. He just walked up and like hit the guy's hat off. Also get, get out, just get out of here with that. Like there's a certain level you say stuff, you know, you give up a little bit of your personal space. You start yelling at somebody calling them bitch. You know. I thought Rendon did enough to like whatever you said, bro, ain't gonna fly, but he didn't he didn't cross the line of like throwing him over the thing and body slamming him. Well, he grabbed him, everyone looked like I wouldn't mess with that guy, and he kept on moving. I also think my, my first inclination was that guy was probably being a jackass and Rendon, like if if he was yelling bitch at you, because that's what he was grabbing the guy, like you called me bitch. The guy's like, No, I didn't. That's a little can we thicken up and just keep on walking, you know?
That's why I think the Angels are a little on edge right now. A little you early for that. Paying a lot of money for a lot of people. Uh, baseball's back, baby. Baseball is back. I, there have been so many rule changes in baseball that I'd forgotten about the runner at second base. And I watched next inning. Uh, Mariners, Guardians. And I I flip it on in the 10th, and I'm like, God, there's runners everywhere. And then I realized, oh, yeah, it's ghost runner starts at second. Love so, it. you know, I think they've done a great job because they've shaved like 30 minutes, and that's great. That's a lot. It's a lot. The whole nar- – I think there's just this whole, like, the whole conversation right now is how progressive baseball is, you know, as opposed to for years the conversation was how stuck in the past baseball was. And just that helps. Just the conversation. Honestly, the one that I've really enjoyed is the sh- getting rid of the shift. Sharp would... ground ball up the middle being a fucking out because the center, the shortstop playing in center field, that sucks. Listen, I would say I'm probably a little more of a soccer connoisseur than you. But this is definitely no soccer I not, podcast. I didn't know this about you. Well, when the World Cup comes on, I do consume a lot of World Cup. Yeah. And here's the one thing I will give the World Cup. I, I don't pretend to watch the EPL, though. Like, if I see a headline, I'll, I might click on a link. Mm-hmm. When you watch a soccer game, you know how much you're in for. Do you agree with that? Like, that 90 minutes, now you get the extra little Until extra I get time. the extra time, and then I have no clue. But my point is, you, you know, like general idea it's going to be a couple hours yeah you're never you're not getting a four-hour soccer match basketball is that way too for the most part yeah the other sports with the actual clock are that way and it's why we complain we'll see in the national championship game tonight and in the nba sometimes the review process is like it elongates the game unnecessarily so where in baseball like one of the things they always hung their hat on is like there's no clock and then it got it jumped the shark it's like i'm sorry like i i I am so behind they play so many games and the games would just last forever. And, and, you know, a lot of people like Guy Aberman celebrated the history of the game and hated the runner on second and, and the robo-umps and all this stuff. And it's like... I think I came around on the runner on second very quickly. The, the only thing that needs to be discussed is we can't have 162 four-hour products in 2023. But if you get me two and a half hours... I didn't even watch that much baseball this weekend. But I know when I come I last did. night to check out Bochi, who's given fucking Ravage a tour of his office, you can tell Bruce is like, I don't even know what the hell's going on in this thing. They had all these sweet offices. It, it looked pretty cool in there. It looked like a, like LSU's football offices or something. It was crazy. But the point, it's just rapid fire. It's quick. It's quick. It's quick. And that, to me, is our society now. And that's what baseball – like, here's what else I know in baseball. If the Yankees are playing – Judge is going to get 10 days off throughout the year. But more often than not, if Stan doesn't have a pulled hammy, those guys are going to be in the lineup. Will. Basketball doesn't have that. No one fucking plays. No one in a soul. So baseball, my guys play, and now it's fast. I'm telling you, the, the position for non-football in America, the hierarchy of sports is wide open. I can see a comeback for baseball. I hope so. I think they've done a lot of the right things, you know. Uh, expanded playoff that helps um the runner at second helps you know what i didn't the runner at second is an old rule but the i don't even see the, I, the players aren't even bitching about like the clock and stuff did you see the marcus simeon interview last night after, no. the, after the ranger game what did he say well if they come to him they're like hey we're gonna need you to fill uh 45 minutes because uh you know because the game ended way before or whatever and he they were joking but then they asked him about the pitch clock 
And he's like, yeah, I mean, we had one tonight. We had a, you know, a strike or a ball or whatever the rule was on that individual instance. He's like, we're getting used to it. It's, I, I enjoy it. I, I think we'll have no problem kind of adapting. You know, because typically, I would say players are the first like, this is bullshit. Yeah. In, in any sport. Um, did you see Giants-Yankees Saturday? Giants closer Duvall come. Was it Saturday? They won game two. Yeah, Saturday. Comes out of the bullpen. Before he throws a pitch, ball. didn't Wasn't ready fast enough. Then it happened. Tw- it happened again to him. Ball on. So, bo- so ball of pitcher's not ready. Strike of batter's not ready. Yes. Right? So before he's even throw before like it's his uh, appearance has begun. Ball. So I do wonder if there's some tweaking for like a reliever coming out of the pen. Probably shouldn't start the ninth with a ball with a runner at second because he went five seconds. I I would like to see them. But you get to lay games out of timeouts. Kind of similar, right? Yeah. No. It's and my point is he didn't he didn't say a word. Didn't complain. Happened to him again that inning uh, with Stanton at the plate. Didn't say a word. Didn't complain. A really bad situation to be in in a, you know, in that game, a three-run game. So I do wonder, you know, like I don't mind with 30 seconds left, a review taking too long in the national championship game tonight. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I don't want it to take too long, but what I can handle that. Like, it's, I agree. So I do wonder, like, in the postseason of baseball games, ninth inning, game seven of the World Series, runner at second like should we bang a guy a ball because he took five extra seconds i wouldn't mind seeing in those spots it's been suggested like three run game in the ninth you should allow a little more time for the game to be played but well for example the san diego state was at creighton remember that end of that game the review of the of the pass it took a while yeah <laughs> but it's yeah. like okay this is go to the final four no one's right. complaining yeah but yeah. but that january 1st of game 10 like let's pick up the pace guys yeah. right yep. And that's and 162, like, this is about the whole thing. Like, it'll all come out in the wash. Let's just, let's just get our, let's just figure out how, who's good, who's not. In the end, you'll win 85, you'll win 65, and 10 seconds in April wasn't the difference. I, I'm just a big believer in all sports pace of play. You know, golf guys that take a long time, let's go. Uh, football, I think for the most part in the NFL, the if you notice, like, when you watch, think about this when you're watching games this fall, the first half of NFL games goes by really fast. The second half slows down a little bit, but the yeah. first half, you'll sit down at 1.30 to watch the 49er game. You'll yes. look up, it'll Good be point. 2.10, and you're like, it's fuck, we got three minutes left to go in the second quarter. But then the game elongates as the, the second half slows down a little bit. I, I, I'm, I love it. One take, what theory, not take. I do too. I'm with you. I wonder what it'll look like June, July, August, September. Are these pitchers, do, they, do the pitchers get tired faster? Because I was watching, I flipped on some of the Braves-Nats game yesterday just because I wanted to see, like, the Nats have this guy, Mackenzie Gore, who was a top pick pitching, and the Braves have, like, a number a first-round pick pitching. And one of the things they were talking about was just how, for a rookie pitcher, like, there was no time. Like, you give up three guys, get on base in the first inning, like, you have no time to collect yourself. Like, you don't but don't get- they do that in the minors? Yeah, they've had it now in the, they've had it now in the minors, too. The point was just like in your your first big league start. Like, how's I this guy going to handle yeah. if it starts unraveling? He doesn't really get to take a lap around the mound and kind of take a breath. You just don't. You just got to go. So I wonder if if it'll require fitness from pitchers a little more. I'm just you know, I see I, I've seen a few bellies out there on the mound the last few days, and uh, I wonder if everybody's ready for it. The big league guys. But... Samarja looked like he was in pretty good shape at AJ's. That. <laughs> Alle- alleged Samarja. I mean, can't, it had to be, right? Not too many guys with the with the goatee and the long hair 
four, six, five. If that wasn't Samarja, there are less than five humans in America with that body type, that pirate goatee that are over six, four with a ponytail. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, he didn't have a ponytail. He kind of just had it wrapped in a bun, not yeah, just yeah, fully yeah. flowing. Your dream, your dream hair. Oh God. It just, my, my dream body type. Like you just see that guy. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want to fucking look like that. You know, I don't even think he's played in a couple of years and he's just, no, he hasn't played since 20. Just looks like at any moment he could just show up at a pool party and he's like, just stands out, you know? Yeah. What's the, what's the old, uh, was it a Louis CK joke? Skinny guys at a bar. I'm just here for the free sex. I think it's skinny tall guys. <laughs> so, uh, who you got, uh, uh, live or the field this week at uh, Augusta National? I think I'll take the field. <laughs> I saw whose quote did I see? Was it Kepka that was like, if one of the live guys has a chance to win, all the live guys will be around the green. It, it was Greg. Oh, it was Norman said that? Yeah. And I, the comments were just classic. Like, if Kepka misses the cut, there is 0% zero chance he's still, like, none of these. Sergio Garcia. <laughs> like none of you guys are fucking gone. They what there was Kepka a tweet this mo- there was a tweet back. this morning that was like Tiger's out for his practice round with Freddie Couples, Tom Kim, and Bryson DeChambeau. And everyone's like, What? Because Bryson had said last week that Tiger Rory. cut off contact. Oh. Then the golf channel quoted it. We miss typed it was actually roaring out Bryson be yeah. like, Yeah, no shit. Tiger's not playing any of these guys. What if, I mean, would it be an all-timer if Kepka, who was, when he was on the tour, was just the all-time John Deere's getting no energy from Brooks, majors are getting all the energy from Brooks. If Bro- It would be, not that I'd be rooting for Brooks, but it'd be a pretty legendary remember me if Brooks Kepka. Like, DJ won it, whatever. But if Brooks won it when everyone loved counting him out and then has kind of just forgotten about him, that'd be pretty impressive. I do think it's going to get a lot of eyeballs if there are multiple big name live guys and some of the star, you know, I agree. Rory yeah. Rom, it'll be, I think it last year, I think at the PGA championship, Bryson and Dustin, I think both finished like sixth. They weren't shown on television very often. Well, the masters runs the TV. Like they, and I've heard Jim Nance talk, like they tell you what to talk about. And their big thing is like, we invite you to this tournament. This is an invitation only. There's only it's the smallest field in golf. It's 89 people of all the majors. There's no like hiding if if Brooks is tied for second. Like you show his shots. So it's not going to be one of those like you know. There's Bryson's making a run here and they're never showing his shots. So I I really hope that and it, it's really can only be like three or four of the guys. You know, it'd be DJ Cam Smith. Brooks just won yesterday at Live Golf Orlando. They played at a local Muni. Oh. He did win $4 million, but... Uh, Jim Nance's last uh, championship game tonight, John. Enjoy. If you're catching this after the fact, then that was the last time you see Nance do college basketball. You think it sucks that he got a shitty kind of Final Four in terms of name brands? No. You know, I was thinking about that. Like, I don't because if it was Duke, let's say, instead of San Diego State, I was more into the FAU San Diego state game because it was those two teams. And I'm like, one of these teams that nobody ever thought was going to go to the national championship game is about to go to the national championship game. And they played like it, like it turned out to be a great game. So I did wonder watching the game. If the guys brought, if like Grant Hill raft and him were like, they were pretty relaxed (laughs) during that game. Like if it feels a little different to them, but he's got a shot to call 
what'll be one of the greatest tournament championships ever. If San Diego state wins the national championship, it'll go down in history. You know, he That's did get Duke, North thing. Carolina, Kansas Villanova last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was great. I mean, but I, you know, like what, what's another Duke championship when he yeah. could call FAUs, I think would have been the most unique if FAU had won the title tonight, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I listen, maybe we're a little biased being, you know, from California, California state school kids. They're enormous underdogs. I mean, there's almost three Seven to one. And a half. I think it's the second largest championship underdog ever. I, and like you told me before we hopped on their, their path, it's not like they knocked out Duke and Gonzaga and UCLA, but it, it would be it. Cause they're never going to win a football national championship it's as good as the school can humanly possible do like to win the, honestly, I was thinking about this, just being in the final four, San Diego state. That's an incredible accomplishment. It is. <laughs> I mean, it, if I would have told you when you were at Fresno state and the basketball program had had some success right before, you know, we graduated high school cause Tarkanian, what, what are the chances of them? Like getting the sweet 16 would have been an enormous would have felt like a championship. The final four. Now you could argue Fresno state, cares about sports a little more than San Diego State, but But San Diego State's been good at basketball. They have. Sustained run. Would you see that guy, their coach? Was it Brian Dutcher? It was Fisher's assistant coach for like almost thirty years. Yeah. And you know, Steve Fisher was the you know, was the Michigan coach. Yeah, so and he kinda got them rolling, didn't he? Like Kawhi. he He was Kawhi's coach. He was Kawhi's coach, yeah. So I mean, UConn winning. I mean, what's this? Their fourth title in twenty years. Yeah, I mean, Calhoun won two, and then somebody else won one. Well, I saw, I saw a clip of Dan Hurley was like, you know, I I got three NBA players, so it's just about me getting the other five or six guys ready to go around them. Like, <laughs> like their team is, I mean, pretty good. What the heck, Aztec? I don't know what Nance will say tonight. Do you think they got a chance to win? I do because they want UConn's UConn's average margin of victory in the national title game. And again, some of you might be listening to this afterwards. You know what happened. UConn's average margin of victory, I think, is like 18 and a half or 20 and a half in this tournament. But they haven't played. Now, albeit, you know, San Diego State's defense's numbers come against their league and stuff. But they haven't played a team as good defensively as San Diego State. San Diego State's one of the oldest teams. So they're like physical. They're big. Like, I think they've got I mean, they, guy, they look like NFL players. Well, Matt Bradley. From, yeah, a bunch of them. Matt Bradley from Cal is. Thick. He should go play tight end or defensive end or something. I, I'm a huge sucker. This is why I've always had like been inclined to the Harbaugh family. I, I just love when there's just a family of coaches and like the dad was the crazy coach who the kids idolize, <laughs> yeah. but the kids end up going way farther than the dad, right? Because ultimately the Hurley's dad was just a high school coach, correct? He never coached at like Division One no. college. Yeah, St. Vincent or whatever. No, not St. Vincent. Whatever. It's and called. then Vincent. I always also like when the more heralded brother actually doesn't go as far as the, a lot. Like I mean, Jim played in the NFL for 15 years. Right. Right. He's never won a Super Bowl. Has never won a national championship. John Harbaugh, Super Bowl champion, was like a backup at University of Indiana or something. Nobody ever remembers a play of that guy, and he's become like a rock star coach. And that kind of feels like Bobby Hurley, who's been famous since you and I were kids. I mean, he's one of the more iconic college basketball players and was part of the more iconic teams ever. And he's going to be on the sideline watching his brother who 
I mean, you're probably closer to it you are than me. Like, is he considered like a top ten college basketball coach now? Yeah, <laughs> he like, is. I mean, is is UConn like a destination job, or is he going somewhere else? Well, I, I think people think Stores is not a destination place. Is that the city it's in? Yeah, Stores, Connecticut. They did have, I mean, one of the more iconic coaches ever who probably liked living there, right, and made the program never left. Calhoun? Calhoun, yeah. One of the, I think probably, like, people didn't, no one was, I don't know if anyone was banging down the door to hire Calhoun. I don't think he was, like, as a guy. You don't hear, his, people don't talk about him much. No, they don't. Um, Won a couple natties, though, right? buddy of mine told me he went off and coached, like, D3 or junior college for, like, eight years. Just loved coaching so much afterwards. But don't the Hurleys, Gino Ariema was there for a long time. Don't the Hurleys and the Harbaugh's feel like that? Like, if. If they couldn't do what they were doing, they'd be somewhere else doing it. I mean, if you win a national championship, you might just – there's no re- – yeah, yeah, they do. But the question is with Jim is like, all right, Jim. Jim's sat at the Harbaugh? big table. Yeah, Harbaugh. Yeah. He sat at the big table. Like, when it ends at Michigan, if it ends at Michigan, is he going to coach at USD again? Would he do that? Western Kentucky? No. Probably. Maybe Western Kentucky. I could see him doing that, yeah. Co-coach with his brother? I don't know. They just trade coaches. Well, Chip just got one of John's defensive coaches to be his DC. Remember, because he sent Ravens DC, went to Michigan, or he wasn't the Ravens DC. He was like the linebackers coach. Goes yeah. to Michigan, coordinates, comes back. That guy's Chip now with Chip? His, no, no, no. Different guy. Chip just got the Ravens safeties coach to be his line. Like, uh, I mean, if not just, I don't know, two months ago or something. Gotcha. But. Chips fishing off that pier too. Yeah, Just chips fishing off that pier, off the Harbaugh pier. <laughs> Hard to blame. Yeah, pretty good coaches. All right. On that note, adios. Later, y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.